Welcome to the Immigrant Finance Podcast, a show dedicated to everything money, online business, and immigration, because immigrant families deserve to build generational wealth too. I'm your host, Adina, social entrepreneur, immigration attorney, and financial educator and coach for immigrant families. I created the Immigrant Finance Platform with my husband, Mauricio, who immigrated to the U.S. eight years ago after we struggled through the whole process of trying to figure out finances as an immigrant family alone. We wanted to share what we learned about building wealth with others along the way and created the Immigrant Finance School Group Coaching Program where we teach immigrants and their families like you how to manage their money, get started investing, and build online businesses in just weeks, all with group accountability and support. Our clients have been able to get started investing and develop lifelong plans to build generational wealth regardless of their immigration status, actually launched an online business they've been dreaming of starting for years, bring in enough income to leave a job with a shitty boss, and book up their calendar for the rest of the month just after announcing their new coaching business. I'm coming to you with a new show several times a week with stories about online business lessons, money and mindset insights, and guest interviews to help you become financially empowered. Each episode will switch between personal finance and online business topics. Now let's get to this week's episode. See, we've got a, a critical mass here, so I'm going to go ahead and get started. Um, thank you all for being here. For those of you who haven't connected with yet, I'm Adina from Immigrant Finance. It's so nice to meet you, and thank you for joining this presentation today all about social entrepreneurship through online business and building businesses that have a social impact while also can give you more options and choices for you and your family to be building wealth. And we are going to be talking all about that um, in terms of why this is important. I will cover that. Then I'm going to be giving a quick story about my experience with social entrepreneurship and building immigrant finance. And then I'm going to go into three things that um, I want to tell you all about as lessons for thinking about your own journey with building a social entrepreneur. What's up, Ian Lopez? Thanks for joining. So glad you could be here. Um, Thank you so much. Okay. And so before I jump in a little bit about me for people who are new to this group, welcome. Um, I'm Adina, and I created the Immigrant Finance Platform with my husband, Mauricio. Uh, Basically, after we went through the whole process when he immigrated here about eight years ago to the U.S., and we had to try to figure out finances um, for us in that situation with, with him being a new immigrant, and there was really no information out there about personal finances for immigrants. So we went on this whole journey of trying to learn it ourselves and started sharing what we were learning on our blog, immigrantfinance.com. And the platform has developed since then. So we have a a podcast recently. We've got coaching programs where we get to work really closely with some of you and and help you in your empowerment, your financial journeys. Um, We have social media content. And we, of course, have this Facebook group and live trainings that we do every month as well as our newsletter. So um, if you have connected with us in any of those ways, thanks for being part of the community and helping it grow. Um, We've been able to be reaching more people because of this amazing community growing and providing support and providing safe space for immigrants and family members of immigrants to be learning about building wealth. So that's a little bit about me. Um, 
And the reason I want to talk about this topic today is I've been connecting with a lot of you in our community recently who are very interested in starting your, um, your own online businesses and want to be doing something that's going to help others and make change in the world. And you also want a better situation for yourselves and your family. Many of you don't want to be working at the nine to five job you're at. Um, you know you have a lot more potential to be providing to the world. And you want to have that freedom to be able to control your own schedule and what you work on and who you work for. And really just have more options and choices by getting some more financial stability through starting a business. And um, the reason I want to talk about social entrepreneurship is there is this idea out there that I have also experienced myself, where if you want to be having a social impact and helping others, you may think that wanting to make money too while doing that or, or having a business could be a bad thing. And the point I want to make across in this lecture today is about how you can do both. And in fact, the business model is often one of the best ways to really be making a social impact and helping others. I say that having worked in nonprofits for the past 15 years, I still work at a nonprofit. I believe in nonprofits as well and the work they do. Obviously, I wouldn't be doing that too. But I do think that a business model that's around social entrepreneurship is a great way to be making an impact as well. And the main reason is it takes money to make change. It takes a lot of resources. And even in a nonprofit, you're going to be spending all of, a lot of your time trying to get grants and resources. It's the same thing. So a business model can sometimes be a little bit more of a sustainable way to be creating change if you can be self-sustaining and having some income coming in that you can then reinvest into the cause, into the business to be able to reach and help more people and also have more independence rather than having to rely on outside funders and grants all the time. So in terms of what is social entrepreneurship, before I keep talking about that further, let's, let's have some definition around that. So there's different definitions out there. Um, when I saw this weekend when I was looking this up is basically this idea of developing funding and implementing solutions to social, cultural, or environmental issues. So any of the really big problems out there in the world that are big challenges for humanity today and that need solutions, um, if there's a business model that is working towards solving that and having a positive impact on the world, but also structured in a sustainable way where the business is going to be self-sustaining, that can be social entrepreneurship. And um, in terms of like how this term has been developing, it's it's sort of a new business model. It has been around for several decades, specifically in Europe. I've seen a lot of um, academia writing about this topic and stuff, but it's sort of a new thing in the online business world to be thinking of since online business is rather new as well. And I want to talk about how you all can be developing social entrepreneurship businesses where you're helping others while also building wealth for yourself. Because ultimately, when you create value and you're helping people, money flows from that. And so there's all this stuff with online business with email lists and automations and sales funnels and all this stuff that's really complicated that, yeah, that stuff can, can become important at a certain point. But if you're not clear about the purpose of your business um, or how you're adding value to people or, or helping others, it's going to be really hard to get off the ground and to be self-sustaining 
as an online business. So and on the, on the other side of that too, if you have an online business that's really focused on helping others, um, it's going to be a lot easier to be making money because you're going to be providing value. You're going to be providing solutions to problems. And so all that other technical stuff may not be as important as you think. Uh, for those of you who are just trickling in, thank you for being here. And if you're watching live, put hashtag live so I can give you a shout out. Thanks for being here. Same if you're on the replay, put hashtag replay. And um, now that we've defined social entrepreneurship, I want to talk a little bit more about why this is important for this community to be thinking about before I get into sharing some of my story in this topic. And so the idea again for social entrepreneurship is starting a business not just for the sake of making money and that's it, but also for the greater social good and using the business to both at the same time generate profits and build wealth, but also some of the solve some of the world's most daunting problems that are out there, whether it be something social or environmental, um, anything that is contributing to solving some of the big problems is, is going to be in this realm of social entrepreneurship. A few idea, a few uh, examples to make this a little bit more concrete of what social entrepreneurship can look like. So it can be anything from a small business, online business that's doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, that's providing support to people going through a particular challenge, maybe something like mental health or wellness even. If that's helping people heal, that can be social entrepreneurship. It can also be something like um, bringing technology into business, for example, um, increasing internet access in remote communities so that children in school have more access to information and knowledge in a developing country. Or it can be a, a big company like, for example, Patagonia, the company that makes um, fleeces and outdoor gear and stuff. They're well known as um, in this category of social entrepreneurship because they have a really clear commitment to sustainability. They make a lot of their materials with recycled plastics, helping the environment, and they have many social initiatives. They give 1% um, of their sales or 10% of their pre-tax profits to environmental grassroots groups, and they're constantly investing in communities. Another example of a business some of y'all may have heard of that has this type of model is Tom's Shoes, if anyone has seen those shoes before. So they, for a while, um, donated one pair of shoes for every shoe, pair of shoes that were bought for children in countries that don't have access to shoes easily. So that was making a huge social impact in the lives of those children who otherwise did not have shoes. And I know according to the website now, they're giving a third of their profits to grassroots organizations. So the point is just because a business is structured as making profit, um, doesn't mean that it's just going to all the CEOs and perpetuating all the nasty stuff with capitalism. Once a business makes money, the business can then decide what that money is used for. So it can be donated, it can be reinvested in the community, it can be reinvested in the movement to be going toward this greater purpose of creating change and doing it in a sustainable way where the bills are also being paid and the expenses of the business are being covered. So if any of you have questions on that so far, or what that looks like, if you've heard of a social entrepreneurship business or there's like an example popping to mind, please put in the comments so that we can all share and, and get a shared uh, understanding about all of this. And um, I'm just going to call my friend Ian, who's here, I know, because I think Ian arguably has a social entrepreneurship business, too. Um, if he wants to share a link to his website, go for it. But he is helping people learn 
about their relationship with food and wellness and more holistic health um, through microgreens, for example. So that's a way too, where that's more environmentally friendly and it, it's for people's health and access to, to healthy food and all of that. Um, so he's making a difference in the world in his business, right? And all of this stuff, um, it's people not just doing it volunteering for free. It, they're finding a way to make a, an entity in their business that's self-sustaining, that can survive and keep growing by making revenue. And so that they can keep working toward this greater purpose. And it does take massive resources to make massive change. It's very difficult. <laughs> yeah, I see you share it. Thanks, Ian. Uh, check out mymicrogreengarden.com. Um, so it, it does take a lot of resources to make change, right? Um, even with just a small business, online business getting started, you have to pay for things like a website domain, uh, maybe email marketing software. Let's say you're doing uh, coaching, you might need to do the Zoom Pro account, so it doesn't cut off in 40 minutes. And then on a larger scale, as the business grows, it's going to cost more money and more resources to grow to reach more people, to help more people. Um, there's only so much that one person can do on their own. Eventually they're gonna need to hire employees and a team in order to keep growing and scaling and make a bigger impact. And that all costs money. Um, it's very hard to be making that type of change just through free work. And if anything, um, people who are giving free work in these areas, they, they tend to burn out, right? Because it costs a lot of time and energy to be helping people and trying to make change. It's very difficult work. And so it can get tiring for people and they may, if they're not charging for what they're doing and they're not doing it as a business model, they may give up quickly. And that means that the people who need their help aren't gonna get the help they need. And it means that um, the business may not grow and, and get to the extent where it can be making the impact that it should be making. So this is all what social entrepreneurship is. It's creating a social impact business from a place of service with that higher purpose and goal. And I wanna talk about now why immigrant families in particular are really needed in this space, in the social entrepreneurship space um, for many reasons. So first of all, we have some of the biggest challenges that this world has faced right now. And um, there are a lot of problems, and so we need people who are creative, who have different perspectives, who understand what those problems are and how they're affecting people to be the ones leading and creating those solutions. And we know that many immigrants, whether you're an immigrant or you have family members of immigrants, you know that immigrants tend to be very resourceful and innovative. There's a reason that over half of the Fortune 500 companies have been started by immigrants or family members of immigrants. Um, immigrants are the ones who are brave enough and have the foresight and creativity to leave situations that may not be working and go to a new place where they may have more opportunities, right? Um, so these are very special people and immigrants often know how to rebuild and create and, and use that innovation to make things better. Um, which again is so needed right now as we have seen that many of the structures we took for granted have fallen down or collapsed. We saw in 2020 with the pandemic, we saw what could happen so easily to the government when there's particular people in power and, and don't use government responsibly. So we need people who can create new possibilities and rebuild 
um, from those structures that have fallen down and not necessarily rebuild the same thing, but maybe create something better, right? So this is very needed work right now and immigrants should not only be involved in that, but we really wanna see more immigrants leading in this space and creating online businesses in particular that can help create things in a better way and solve problems because we are seeing in this new digital economy, so much is moving online and we need to have immigrants who are at the center of that and leading, creating solutions for the biggest problems we face because ultimately if, if you're in this group, that means you're interested in building wealth and building wealth happens when big problems are solved. That's what it really comes down to. And business is a very effective way to do that. It's also really hard to build wealth just by investing. Um, having a business is an important way to find an extra source of income, to invest more, to pay off debt faster, um, to have extra income, etc. So um, with all that being said, that's my, my intro so far. If you have any thoughts about what I've said, please put in the comments so we can learn from you too and, and have more of a conversation, even though this is um, just me speaking live. I, I always love engaging with you guys through the comments. So definitely want to know what you think about that. Are there other reasons why it's important for immigrants to be thinking about social entrepreneurship that I didn't mention? Um, let me know. And I see Gabby's here. Hi, Gabby. Welcome. Thanks for joining. So um, with all of that, I'm going to now tell my story quickly and experience with social entrepreneurship. And then I will go into three things, three takeaways that you can start taking action steps for to be starting your own online business that is a social entrepreneurship business, if that's something that you're interested in. So in some quick backstory, I mentioned that I've been working in nonprofits for about 15 years. I've spent my whole career um, working and volunteering in nonprofits and doing social justice work. I'm an immigration lawyer in my day job at a nonprofit, and I've always been very driven to social impact work. If anything, in college, I actually had a really hard time in classes that weren't about social justice and making an impact. I had a very hard time concentrating. So my strategy in school was to always take classes that were in this area because that was really the only way I could stay interested and engaged. And so that was the path I went down early on in school and then in my career um, doing social justice and human rights work. I've represented and worked with immigrants and refugees in many places in Egypt and Ecuador at the border, US-Mexico um, border. Um, and so I've done a lot of this work in the nonprofit space. And I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. And I never thought I would be interested in business or the private sector. If anything, to be honest, I judged people who were um, in the private sector because I just didn't understand that you could be in the private sector and helping work on social issues, right? So then later in life, I met my now husband, Mal, and we thought about um, things started changing, right? Our goals and vision for our life started changing. Once you go from being someone young in your 20s and traveling to wanting to have a family, you start to realize how expensive that is. And so I quickly started realizing that on the track we were in, um, <clears throat> in our when we were engaged in our first year of being married, we were really not in a place where we'd be able to reach a lot of our most important goals. For example, um, buying a home, having a child, 
it just was looking like it was not going to be possible for us. We could barely get by on our own with our low salaries. We're both working at nonprofits. And it was very scary because it was this huge tension. Like I felt like I had to either sacrifice my passion of helping others or my own self and my family. And there was no in between. Right. Um, and so we were just not really on the right path to be able to reach those goals. And a lot of my brain space was being focused on just surviving financially each month because we were really struggling paycheck to paycheck. Um, we were not making enough money. And it was really hard to think about helping people in a bigger way, even though we were both doing that in our day job, because we were so stuck in trying to figure out how to get by ourselves, right? Like every month was a struggle with the bills and trying to avoid going to debt and all of that. So it was just like, how, what this big tension, what were we going to do? Um, and so what we finally realized is we did need to make more money in order to have the lives we wanted. I'm, I'm not talking about to have some lavish lifestyle and fancy cars, just to be able to like have a home and a child and to not have to worry all the time about money, right? Um, so I knew we had to do that, but I did feel this tension between helping people and, have, and wanting to have more money. Like I said, it seemed like a contradiction. I felt guilty for that. I felt ashamed for wanting more financial stability, especially in the nonprofit space. There's like this whole idea that you have to like sacrifice and just work all the time and, you know, um, just basically be helping others at the expense and risk to your own happiness. And that's why a lot of people burn out in the nonprofit space. I see a couple of people commenting saying they work for nonprofits too. I see Gabby's mentioning she's a social worker. Um, so yeah, let me know in the comments, have you guys experienced this too in the nonprofit space, either yourselves or noticing in the culture where it becomes very self-sabotaging, right? Um, that you have to be like giving everything to others and then you're struggling financially because they're so, they're such low paid jobs often. And it's, it's really hard to move forward in your financial goals working at a nonprofit. So I know that was my experience. And I still do work at a nonprofit, like I said, so I wasn't ready to give that up. And so eventually um, I, I realized that we had to learn about building wealth, which obviously led to immigrant finance at some point, and how building wealth is not about just having more money for materialistic things, but it's to have more options and choices for your family, and it's to have the necessary resources that you need in order to make an impact because like I said earlier, it costs money to make change and it costs money to, to reach and help more people. I see Ali's mentioning also worked at the nonprofit sector. So yeah, we have a lot of people in this community. Um, I'm not surprised because so many people have connected with in the community. When we talk about financial goals and building wealth, the reason is often for others. It's for our family members, it's for looking at our communities, and um, I don't think I've talked to anyone who's just like, I just want to be rich. Like there's, this is a very generous community. Um, awesome, Gabby. Okay, good for you. I see she's making it work in the nonprofit. So that's great. How's it going with, the, with doing two jobs in terms of your time? Let us know. And, and do you recommend that approach for others? Is it working? And let us know how to make it work because that sounds awesome. Um, okay, and so my plan was, that there was something we had to figure out. So we, we had to learn about how to make some extra money. So I started learning about side hustles and making money online 
because realistically it was going to be really hard for me to take on jobs. I see Abby saying it, it's tricky. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and yeah, I personally couldn't take on an extra job because I was also in law school at the time and um, had very limited time, right? So online business was something very interesting to me because I understood it was something I could squeeze in on my time when it worked for me in between classes or whatever. And I saw that there was infinite potential. There was all these people I was reading about who were creating online businesses and helping a lot of people and making a lot of money doing it. And so it was very fascinating. It very much felt like, how do I crack this code? Because like, how do you actually do that is another thing, right? Um, but I saw there was a possibility there. And so I started exploring that. And the first way I started actually making money online was reviewing resumes and cover letters on Upwork which is something I always recommend to people in this community to just get started, apply some skill you already have. If that's some, there's something like that you already know how to do, um, go and look at sites like Upwork or freelancer.com or Fiverr and just get started learning how to make your first dollars online freelancing a little bit so that you can see that you are capable of making money on your, on your own and you can bring in some extra income with this amazing tool of being online and the internet, right? The problem um, though that came up quickly with doing the freelancing work, which eventually became freelance writing. I, my first business was freelance writing. Um, and that was great because I was able to bring in extra money and, and start to be in a place where we didn't have to be paycheck to paycheck. However, I was working all the time because that was still trading time for money. Um, and you know, any extra money I had to make, I had to write more. And there's only so many hours in the day. So it quickly became doing writing all the time in school and in my job, and then also writing on the weekends and at night. And that didn't feel like a way to be building wealth that was sustainable either because I was working all the time. And we know wealthy people don't work all the time, right? They have another approach. And what the short answer for that is having their own businesses, basically. Um, I also was not actually helping people. I felt like with this new tool I had of making money online um, through freelancing, I felt like I wasn't able to actually be doing the work I really wanted to do for my greater purpose of advancing immigrants' rights and empowering immigrants and their families. And that was something that we, my, my husband and I, and I really, really care about and are passionate about. But I was, I, I was having a hard time doing it uh, with just the freelancing. So there was also a lot of free labor going on. So when we started Immigrant Finance, we had a blog. Um, and then I was giving free talks and workshops in the local libraries where we live and doing some free webinars online. And so I was able to start testing things um, and, and practicing if this was something I wanted to do, but it was still all free labor. And so in that space, it was really hard to actually help people because I wasn't bringing any, any money for that work. So I couldn't reinvest it in systems or creating something that would help and reach more people, right? And I couldn't also couldn't really help people get the changes and results I wanted because when something is free, people don't really show up. They don't have skin in the game. And think about all of the um, maybe eBooks or mini courses that you've downloaded that have been free. Like, let's be real. How do you actually participate in all of them 100%? I don't know about you, but personally, when it's free, I don't end up really reading that stuff. Um, I tend to take more seriously the stuff that I invest in 
because I've committed to it, right? So it's hard to be really making a difference in people's lives when you're just doing this free work volunteering, um, like doing the blog or the free talks like that. It, it's a great way to quickly help someone a little bit, maybe give them a little bit of knowledge that will be useful. But if you wanna be having transformation on people's lives, that often does require something more advanced like a business and something that people can invest in and that you can offer and put in the appropriate amount of time and resources in to get them the results that they want. And so we realized that it wasn't going to be possible through like this kind of volunteering approach to be building a social entrepreneurship business. And we had to start thinking and working backward. So if we wanted ultimately to have this mission we were working, like actually working toward of empowering immigrants and their families with tools to learn about generational wealth, like we had so badly wanted to learn about, um, we were going to have to figure out how to work backward from that mission to make that actually possible. And so by doing that, we eventually were able to create a more sustainably structured online business through immigrant finance and be able to eventually have a bigger impact now where we've gotten to work with a lot of really incredible people um, to make a difference in their lives and help them really learn a whole system of how to be advancing um, their financial goals and working toward building wealth and then starting online businesses themselves, right? Um, and so that's also been a way to get out of that trading time for money mode of every hour you have to work to make any money because we've structured a more sustainable business model. Um, with things like group coaching programs, online courses, and things like that. And it does really cost money to be able to reach more people to help. Um, and that's something that I would have never been able to start doing if we had kept this work as a hobby, as volunteering for free. It would have been very difficult to have the resources to be actually connecting with people online. There's infinite people online that you can help, but to actually connect and show them that you have a way to help them and providing a solution to a problem and something you're passionate about, there are tools that you need to invest in in order to reach those people, right? And so that's a little bit about my story. If you have any questions, feel free to put them in the chat. If you have any reflections about what I've covered so far, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And now I'm gonna go in next into three things um, that you can be doing to start building a social entrepreneurship online business yourself. And if this is something you're thinking about, thinking about, uh, please put in the comments, like, how, let's do future, um, future online business owner. I'd love to hear so that we can say hi and see how we can be helpful for you as well. So the first thing to, to think about that this is a very common thing I see come up with people and in this community is this idea that wanting to make money and what you're doing, that that social impact oriented is bad. It's something you should feel guilty about or that you should feel greedy if you have that feeling. And I want to encourage you to change your way of thinking about that as the first step to starting a social entrepreneurship online business if you do really want to move forward on your mission and help people and change their lives. It is going to take resources. Like I've been saying that and you should want to make money in doing this work because that just means you can help more people. It just means that you can invest in the cause and the movement to reach and help more people, which is very difficult to do, again, if you're volunteering and don't have any revenue coming in that you can use. It's going to either 
prevent you from being able to do that. And then there'll be like hundreds of people whose lives you could have changed that you never get to contact with. Um, so it can come up that way. Or it can mean that you are going into debt by paying out of your own pocket for it. And that's not good for you or your family. Hey, Maya, I see you're here. Thanks for joining. Um, Maya's got some good plans coming up. I'm excited to be working with him on his online business. And so um, this, my, my first suggestion here is really to try to reframe any of those thoughts about feeling greedy for wanting to make money. A lot of this is money mindset related. So many of us um, are told negative stories about money from our families growing up, from society. It's, it's all conditioning. It's not your fault. Um, just know that just because that's coming up in your subconscious doesn't mean you have to actually act that way. And you can actually make change. You can choose to change how you think about money and your relationship with money, especially if you're super, super uh, committed to doing something like this, where you want to help others and make change through online business, which really has so much potential. It's easier than ever to do this with online business. Um, you're going to have to be open to the fact that it will require resources to do that. And if you're serious about your purpose and making an impact, um, wanting to make more money and build wealth to be able to do that does not make you a selfish or greedy person. It, if anything, it makes you a smart business owner and is going to help you um, save a lot of time, right? Because there's nothing that moves um, faster than time, but money. Money is the only thing that can move faster than time and help you reach goals faster as a business owner. You can also help more people, like I've been saying, if you have the resources to do it, um, it's going to be a more sustainable model if, if you are structured as a business. And you also will be able to help more people. It's really difficult to help others and serve others in your community if you're personally worrying a lot about money every month for you and your family and covering the rent, right? So if you're able to make a profitable business, you can have your basic needs, needs met, and then you can just focus on making an impact for other people. You also don't want your business to be an expensive hobby, like I've been saying. Um, and so these are all reasons why I encourage you to not think of wanting to have a business as something that makes you greedy or something you should feel bad about. It, it could actually be a really smart way to make some real change in the world that may not be possible through other structures, right? Even with nonprofits, um, they're often so focused on just getting the funding and the grants for basic operating that they can't really make an impact at the level that they want through their mission, right? Has anybody seen that before? Let me know and comment below. Um, and I see Ali was saying that she became debt-free last year, except for the house, took a lot of sacrifice, but was so worth it. And she has the goal to have the means to help her community. That's so awesome. I know, Ali, when we connected, you had a very clear sense of this, that like it's going to require resources to make the impact you want. So I commend you for that. And thanks for being a leader in that area. The second thing I want to talk about um, for how to start an online business that is making a social impact is to get really clear about your sole purpose. Now, I, I know this sounds very out there and woo-woo, sole purpose, but that's really what it comes down to. And I believe that we each have a sole purpose. We each have a reason why we're here on this earth to make a difference for other people. And that so many of us have this incredible potential to do that, but we're being blocked or held back in certain ways from reaching that potential, 
often because of finances, often because we have to be so focused on our basic needs and it's difficult to get the resources um, to be able to think beyond that, right? So I know we were stuck in that for years when we were really struggling with finances when Mal first immigrated here. And only until we figured out our personal finance, our personal finances and how to strategy and how to plan could we start to really think beyond that and making an impact and reaching our potential that we want to make. Um, so ask yourself, what are you really meant to be doing? Who are you here? Uh, who are you meant to help? Right? Like, what is, what do you really care about? What do you feel passionate about? What do you tend to help people with a lot? What do people tend to come to you with naturally? And just take some time to explore that because if you design a business around whatever that is, and there's that passion there, you're going to be creating value and value leads to money. It's really that simple. Like there's all these tactics, like I talked about before with uh, sales funnels and automations and all that that's helpful. But if you don't have that core reason of why you're helping people, what your purpose is and how you're creating value, none of that's gonna matter. And the money will flow if you're very clear about what your purpose is. Um, and how you change the world around you and do this type of work does require you to be very brave and vulnerable and, and step into who you're meant to be. And that often means sharing vulnerable things about ourselves publicly with others, particularly with online business, um, because we are virtual. I mean, humans are social creatures and it's really hard to connect emotionally over a computer screen unless that person is being vulnerable and honest with what they have gone through in their life and what they're passionate about and care about, right? Um, so that's something that is important as well and, and, and you can only do if you're clear on what your purpose is. And the way you make money and your sole purpose don't need to be separate. They don't need to be mutually exclusive. This was the tension I had for a long time that I had trouble figuring out I thought they were conflicting. I thought that I would only be able to do good social impact work if I was in a job that underpaid me or that, or I would, the other option would be to make a lot of money and be like heartless and, and not helping anyone. And it doesn't have to be either or. With online business in particular, something that you create and design of how you wanna be making an impact in the world, you get to do both. It's, that's up to you, right? So online business, provides a really, really great way to be making an impact on people. And your bravery is going to be tied also to your self-worth um, because in order to build your business and make change, you are going to have to claim your value and get paid fairly for your value and your time. Um, and that is a courageous act to do, particularly if you are an under earner, if you've been underpaid your whole life, or if you come from a community that has been underpaid for decades, you know, um, owning your worth and saying, no, what I'm contributing is incredibly valuable and my time and energy are valuable and deserve to be paid fairly for that. That is very brave to do as well. And that strength to be able to do that comes when you are in touch with your sole purpose and and having that confidence about the, the worth of what you're providing and of yourself. And when you do that, it's going to help other people do it too, because they will see you as a leader and the world needs you to be brave like that. Um, 
Others need you because there's other people out there whose lives can change by you doing this work who otherwise um, may not ever receive that support that they need. And so we need to be creating these new kinds of solutions um, that I mentioned earlier in the top. There's so many problems today and immigrants and their family members are very uniquely suited to be the leaders in providing these solutions and making the world better. Because if you speak two languages or if you come from, if you've lived in two countries, if you have navigated borders and you've navigated different cultures, that means you have a different way of looking at the world that the average person doesn't have. And you can understand those cross sections. You can understand how things could be different because you've seen in different societies how they can be different. And that makes you very uniquely suited to be leading in creating change. So that's the second point. The third point I wanted to cover is just getting started, um, not letting perfectionism stop you or analysis paralysis. These can really get in the way and stop someone who has a really good idea of how to be making change or how to be starting an online business and stop them from doing it in the first place. And so I would encourage you to spend the time up front to think through like, what is your sole purpose? What do you really want to be doing and helping people with? And that's something we would love to support you with and thinking through if you're interested in getting more coaching on that, um, please reach out to me. We cover that in our immigrant finance school program um, or just journal it yourself and spend some time, but don't spend too much time. If, you, if there's something that you're excited about and you know that people need help with, and it's something you've struggled with, and there's not a lot of solutions or resources out there, go ahead and create it, right? Because as soon as you have a little bit of an idea, it's time to run with it. So much of entrepreneurship is just getting it out there in the world, the idea, and testing it and iterating it so you can get actual feedback from real people instead of being stuck in your head um, and just trying to think up what you think they need. It's much better to be talking to your actual audience and potential customers and seeing what they need and then creating an offer around that, right? And there's um, this really good line in the book, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she talks about how in Greek, Greek, mytholo sorry, Greek mythology, there is this idea that once there is this creative idea out there that you have, um, if you don't run with it, so, it, so it's like becomes alive once you have the idea. And if you don't run with it, it's going to move on to someone else who will, right? And so if you have the idea come to you, it's your duty to run with it and explore that, even though it's going to be scary and uncertain and you don't know what will happen, right? Um, if, it, if it's scared, scary, exciting, that means it's something you should pursue, right? And the faster you can start experimenting and iterating, and talking with actual people in your ideal audience, the faster you can start refining an offer based on what people actually need. Um, so let's say you have an idea and you wanna start helping someone with a particular topic. Maybe it's um, mental health support in a particular area for a particular audience, like uh, first-generation immigrants, for example. If you're not really sure what that would look like for an online business, um, Gabby, I see your comments. So let's connect after. I'm happy to talk to you about the programs. And the book I mentioned was Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She's, I believe she's the one who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. I think it may be confusing people. <laughs> but um, so yeah, the faster you can just get out there. So if you're if you have that idea come up, 
you can just go ahead if you're on like Instagram or social media, put in your bio a calendar link for um, there's a, a free calendar services called Calendly or Acuity. And you can just start inviting people to do 15 minute consultations with you just, just so you can get the idea out there and start learning about what people actually need and how you can be supporting them. That's going to help you eventually come up with what your online business is. You can also start coaching them and, and providing support, um, whether it's for free, just to see how it feels or at a low cost until you figure things out. That's a way to just get started and, and get out of your head and start moving because entrepreneurs, the difference between successful entrepreneurs and business owners and people who fail is the willingness to act despite the fear. The entrepreneurs who are acting, they're just as scared. Uh, they're terrified all the time. This is something I learned um, you know, farther in, I was like, is it just me that I'm freaking all the time? Nope. It turns out most entrepreneurs are having insecurities and fears all the time. The difference is they act and they're willing to just get out there and start um, testing things and, and seeing what their market wants, right? So um, those are the three things you can start doing. It comes down to these three things to get started with thinking about online business and social entrepreneurship. So there's, um, you know, accepting the fact that wanting to make more money doesn't make you um, a greedy or bad person. If anything, it can mean that you're going to have the resources to make the impact that you need to make and to make sure you don't burn out and that you can be, have a sustainable structure to actually make the change that you want to make. The second is to get really clear about your sole purpose um, and design an online business around that. And the third is to just get started. Don't let perfectionism or analysis paralysis get in the way. Um, so I want to give people a chance to ask any questions before I wrap up. Go ahead and put in the chat um, or reach out to me. I'm happy to chat with you further and bounce ideas off. And we provide a limited number of online business strategy con uh, consultations for free to our community every month. So feel free to reach out. We can book something. And if you um, are interested in getting more support, support and getting started with online business, um, feel free to apply to our six-week group coaching program, Immigrant Finance School. You can apply at immigrantfinanceschool.com. Um, and I see Maya asked a question, do you have experience with building a lean canvas? I'm not sure if I know what that is. What do you mean by lean canvas? You can let me know. But while we're waiting, are there any other final questions? I'll give you all just a minute and then we can wrap up. Um, and thank you all so much for listening and participating in this talk. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Thanks for being inspiring in your work. Okay, I think we are, okay. Um, I was saying it's a one page business plan for startups. Hmm, I haven't heard that term. Um, I do have thoughts on business plans and we'll definitely be talking about this in the business school program that we're doing together, Maya. Um, business plans can often be kind of a waste of time, particularly when you're starting because there's so much you don't know what's gonna happen and there's so much uncertainty, um, especially if you don't really know exactly what your offer is or what your community, your audience really needs and wants. It can be another way that just like stops people from getting started and can put people into perfectionism mode. So I personally don't encourage a lot of time spent on business plans. Um, I would encourage you more to think about like, what is the problem and what is the solution you're offering and get really, really clear about that. Yeah. Any other questions?
if you have more come up, um, you can put them in the comment. I'll respond after this talk. And thank you all just so much for spending some of your Sunday with me. I really appreciate it. And I hope to connect further and see the amazing things you all will be doing. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Immigrant Finance Show. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already and leave us a review so we can reach more people to help. Also, did you know we started a free Facebook group for immigrant families who want to build generational wealth? We're doing free monthly trainings covering everything from investing to online business. Plus, you will be in there with a network of other inspiring members of our community. Make sure to join us at facebook.com slash groups slash immigrant finance. And we'll see you there.